I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, Ione. Hi, Olivia, and hello to all of the listeners, none of which have left us a review, though. So if someone could go leave us a review, so I actually have some self-esteem, that would be great. <laughs> some self-worth. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I am Ione, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of Polyester. And I'm Olivia, the co-host, producer, and editor of the podcast. We publish weekly episodes of the Sleepover Club one week and Obsessions the next. This week, it's the Obsessions episode where we talk to a person we admire about something they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with how they generate their income. And next week is the Sleepover Club where Ione and I have all those gorgeous conversations you'd usually have at a sleepover with your girl mates. And at the end, there's three recommendations from a creator to get you through lockdown. You're in the hot seat this week, Olivia. I am. You're in the interview. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm in the interview. So that- How do I always forget what's happening? I know when we were literally just talking about it like half a second ago off air. <laughs> but I'm in the hot seat. Yeah, Olivia is now joining me to do the interviews, which is bloody great news. How do you feel about it? Well, great because especially because that was just the boss. Well, this upcoming interview was so good and so much fun, and now I'm just obsessed with Tara. So yeah, this week we are chatting to Tommy. Dorfman, who is a actor, performer, beauty queen. They use they them pronouns and they're talking about tarot. So how come you're obsessed with tarot then, Olivia? Because I feel like you're quite late to this, no offense. Like <laughs> I, I feel like you'd be very into tarot. I'm quite confused by the fact when you're like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think I've just something's just happened and I always just miss things. I think it's because I maybe it's because I don't have social media or I don't know. We well, do stuff just well, I do now, yeah. Fundamentally, do at the moment. Just gonna post as soon as <laughs> but I've done it in the past. I did it once on Halloween and cried. It was amazing, sage and all that. So yeah, just into it. But obviously, I can't buy a deck. So if anyone out there <laughs> wants my personal address, Amazon <laughs> wish list, not Amazon though, obviously. Trash. so yeah we chatted to Tommy about tarot and their obsession with it and also like I suppose the world's obsession with it the world's obsession is that the right way to word it I think it is yeah and also just the giving in to a greater purpose or no purpose perhaps oh god I'm getting real deep yeah I feel I'm very much on the no purpose <laughs> vibe this week <laughs> 
I have no purpose. I'm just a scabby little lady in my flat. It'd be so good if one of the cards was like, live without purpose. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the ghost that I'm fucking sweating on. Oh my God. I think I literally got one like that the other day. Wait, let me check quickly. We don't have to include this. Yeah. My co-star today, in the beginning, there is nothing. Ugh. <laughs> in the beginning of what? Like the day, the thought, the breath. The life. <laughs> Everything is the beginning of something, so that means there is nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe we should let Tommy give us some like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tommy's far more eloquent than we're being right in a second. Hello, Tommy. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Tommy. Hi. Thanks for having me. Of course. I am very excited to speak to you about... We're talking about tarot, right? Yeah. This is great news. But before we start on that, could you just give yourself a little intro? If there's anyone who doesn't know of you yet. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. there are a lot of people who don't know of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, my name's Tommy Dwarfman. I am an actor, writer, photographer, like multi disciplinary storyteller that's how i'll say it period nice i'm from georgia but i live in los angeles uh you probably if you watch 13 reasons why saw me there but i've been on a myriad of other shows films did a play last year amongst other things i love the uk oh nice (laughs) yeah have you spent time here because you seem to know a lot about it so much time yeah, I've done a few things with ASOS, which is a British brand. So I've spent time yeah. with them there. And Catherine, who was in 13 with me, shot Cursed in the UK. So I went and like lived with her for part of last summer and hung out. And then I've just been there off and on for a few different things. So we're talking about tarot, the yeah. practice of tarot, reading tarot yeah. cards. I'm very interested in hearing about your first experience with tarot or kind of how your obsession came to be well I am literally getting my cards now and I should have had them like prepped and ready (laughs) but I'm I'm coming back um I was at a like terrible young Hollywood Halloween party oh god I'm so ready for the story and (laughs) it was just like it was like teenage cocaine demon energy and I'm sober so I mean I have experience with cocaine obviously because I'm sober for good reason but it was just like I had like just moved to LA just wrapped season two of 13 was invited to this very famous actress's Halloween party who terrifies me to this day (laughs) (laughs) and she's like seven years younger than me and I (laughs) won't say who but while I was there I was going through some really tough shit. I was adjusting to Los Angeles. It was it was feeling really hard for me to live there. I was feeling a bit out of it. My marriage at the time felt rocky, I think, because we had just gone through so much change in such a short amount of time that was kind of out of our control. And it felt like a bit of a roller coaster. And I was just at a loss. And I was feeling, you know, that thing when you're at a party and you feel like the most alone you've ever felt in your life. Oh no. Yeah. So I was having that feeling where I was like, everyone hates me. I don't fit in. My clothes are cheap. My face is ugly. Like I was having like all of those insecurities are coming out. Like 
I can't relate because I'm not like a cool party kid anymore. And this little short baby from Venice (laughs) Beach, who I adore, but she's also like a white girl with dreadlocks. So it's questionable behavior, but (laughs) she grabbed me. (laughs) She grabbed me and she was like, can I read your tarot? She's like, I'm feeling this energy from you. Like I'm feeling this spirit from you. Can I, and I was, I'd never had my cards read. Mind you, I was living in New York for seven years up until this point. So this was all bullshit. (laughs) And I was like, but I was so desperate that I was like, and bored and like annoyed and wanted to leave the party. I was like, this is the only reason I'll stay. And she read me for filth. Like (laughs) I was shook. She was like, She's like, ooh, your marriage isn't going well. Ooh, the cards are saying this. The cards are saying that. And I was like, I almost puked on her. <laughs> I was so disturbed. And then, like the addict I am, I was like, more please. Let me get your number. <laughs> and I, like, this woman became my guru for, like, six months. Anytime I'd hear, like, a whistle in my house, it'd be like, Anna? is there a spirit in my room? And she'd be like, show me around the room. And she'd be like, there's a spirit. Light these four things. And I spent like thousands of dollars on crystals. Like I, my husband was like, we can't afford our mortgage. And I was like, (laughs) we have demons in this home. So I went full like LA woo woo. LA woo woo, that's amazing. LA woo woo. And then she was reading my cards and she was teaching me how to read my cards teach me how to read cards, kind of. But I love the way that she explained it, I think was why I still love it today, which is that tarot is a game. And it's like a card game, basically. And there's no wrong way to do it. And it can provide, if you're open enough to the experience and to the interpretation of tarot, it can provide a myriad of different things for you. For me, I find it to be really eye-opening and enlightening and a great way to connect with my past and my present and my future and a nice entry point into clarity and often it's nothing I didn't know Mm -hmm. it just helps me sort of focus on something for the day and I since getting sober you know I didn't grow up with religion or anything like that but I've been trying to develop my own version of spirituality and it's like it's become really clear to me that like I'm not in control of the world and I'm not in control of the universe there's a higher power right that's how I feel and it can literally be like the doorknob or it could be god whatever you want it to be And I've always been someone who's connected deeply with my ancestors because I'm named after my uncle who died a month after I was born. And I've always felt this weird spiritual connection with him because I never really got to know him, but I've always felt, it's always been presented to me that he's been my guardian angel, like through life. And so like anytime I was suicidal or I was deep in my depression or anxiety or addiction, he was the person who was kind of helping to steer me out of that. Right. And tarot became this way for me to connect with like him and my grandmother who passed last year who I was super super close with and it's just become like part of my daily practice I just pull one card in the morning and some days I'll journal about it some days I'll just think about it some days I'll just jot it down and I'll come back to it and then so I started doing that and she gifted me and the rule is although there are no rules in tarot but I guess the rule is (laughs) that you aren't supposed to buy your first deck. Mm-hmm. And like the fifth time we hung out and we would just spend all day together, like talking about tarot and crystals. And it was like, I became a different person when I was with her, which was a fun, it was like, I was playing a character. 
in a way, which has always been how I felt in my life. Like I've never quite felt like one person. And she, she was like, I have something for you. It dawned on me in this very moment. It's in the trunk of my car. And I was like, okay, great. And she went and she got me this deck that I've had for a couple of years now, which is, I use Kim Cran's The Wild Unknown. It's like probably the most Urban Outfitters looking deck that you could <laughs> fucking get. Like, <laughs> like, you know, and you're like, you think about tarot and you're like, oh, tarot. Like, it's, it's very like, I would have all of these cards tattooed on my yes. body if I were like that kind of insta-gay influencer. <laughs> um, but I'm not even gay. Um, so anyway, they're really beautiful. Like, well, that one's ugly, but you know, they're like, they're kind of, you can see, like they're really like colorful and bright. Mm-hmm. Like I love the magician card. Yeah. It means you have like the power of all four elements under you. That feeling of like no explainable reason. You just feel really confident. And that can be like for five minutes or for an hour, but there's, you're like, I'm the baddest bitch in the world. No one can touch me. I can do this and this and this. I'm amazing. I'm get, I got so much accomplished today. Like that's the spirit of the magician. Right. Right. And so, but the drawings are just stunning and I fell in love with it. And then I started just reading a little bit for friends here and there and my husband which I don't think I'm really supposed to do because I'm like you should buy me a ring (laughs) Um, (laughs) but you know I had New Year's Eve one year and in this deck there's a pull I love I hate spiders but I love this card which is the uh, eight of pentacles and it speaks to craft and like working on your craft and when I was doing the play I kept picking this card and I was like wow this is exactly why I'm here doing this play with Alan Cumming, who I've admired for so long. This is last year, because I'm here to like clock my 10,000 hours as an actor, like continue clocking them so that I can be better and better and better. Um, and I kept pulling that card. Anyway, New Year's Eve, I did like a 13 card spread. So it's like a card per month and then the card for the year for all my friends. And it just felt like this beautiful way to get to know my friends better, to connect spiritually with them and help them. And then after that, people just started calling on me to to read their tarot. So this morning I read two of, I'm actually, I'm working on a book that is organized through tarot and, but a, a, like a collection of essays, not a memoir. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. my ego is not that big, but you know what I mean? <laughs> just like, like how tarot brings up things from my past and my present and my future. So I was doing a big card pull for the book today. Um, light the sage, like put the rose quartz at my ass, like that kind of shit. And then <laughs> um, I had my two friends who I'm on vacation with. They were like, oh, like my, and I've read one of them before, like every six weeks I'll read them. And it's just like a beautiful way to connect with people mm-hmm. and help provide guidance. And for whatever reason, I'm no expert, right? And like, I haven't memorized the book. I use the book and there's a million layers to this that I haven't even begun to get into, uh, because I'm, I have a fucking life. <laughs> like <laughs> I have a fucking life. So I don't, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing like the most with the least over here, mm-hmm. but I found that that's enough. And it's just, it just brings me so much joy and like, shouldn't things bring you joy? Yeah. So I don't know. Have you had your cards read before? Yeah. So a few years ago now, 2017, we like we polyester actually kind of curated our own tarot deck we created like a queer femme tarot deck so we had a different <laughs> artist take on each card so we invited like yeah it was like nearly 100 different artists and then they were assigned a card or they could pick a, the card they most connected to and we did like an exhibition 
obviously we'll have to get you a copy of that do you call it a copy of that deck i don't know what to call it yeah i guess so but who did the definitions for you yeah it's like a collaboration between polyester and then this other artist collective called the coven and then this person called bella popadek who is in a band over here called dream wife and they are also like a witch so they kind of did all that side and we did like the artist curation side of thing but it was like super fun and we have like tarot readings at our parties like we've had them at like yeah halloween parties before for example and other things and i think it's definitely really interesting from a kind of perspective of queerness that tarot seems to be something that queer communities have really kind of took up over the last few years i was wondering if you Mm. had any thoughts on that right yeah i mean if you think about like the resurgence of the popularity of walter mercado right like from Mm -hmm. Alyssa Mateo. Oh my God. Alexis Mateo. I'm going to get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Doing Walter Mercado on Snatch Game that I was on to the documentary coming out on Netflix, which obviously has this global reach and bringing it back to the universe. There's something about like astrology, witchcraft, everything that feels inherently queer. And I've always been of the belief that queer people are magic. Yeah that you're sort of touched by the universe in a different way because how else would you survive without something carrying you along? Yeah, and I also think it's totally about kind of what you said about, like, connection. Like, obviously, like, we have a lot of audience that perhaps are, like, moving to London from their hometown and, like, coming into their identities. And then it's, like, tarot is kind of a great way to, I suppose, like, break down some of those barriers of communication that often occur. 100%, and to be able to, like let go of things from the past that you hold on to so tightly. I I was doing this with my friend today and I was like, dude, like you place these really high expectations. Like what the cards are saying is that you place too high of expectations on people. They're unmeetable. And because of that, you're going to resent them. And that takes up too much space in your life and too much negativity. And like what the cards are saying is you need to let that go. Mm, You need to let that go so that you can step into your present and like be able to actually like open your eyes and see what's around you today mm-hmm. and not dwell in the pain of the past but olivia you're kind of like a tarot novice right so absolute novice yeah well i actually i got my my friend was around last week i think it was the, it was the day after a couple of days after my birthday anyway happy birthday thank you so much I've been celebrating for weeks <laughs> that's like, very british of you. yeah thank you so much because <laughs> you can't see everyone in one go i've been like yeah every day like oh yeah we'll celebrate today but um anyway she was like oh i've got this uh tarot deck maybe i'll do your cards and we did like three cards like past present and future and then mm-hmm. she was like i don't know if i like the book she had this like really small like pocket like even card size book and then I was like, yeah, I don't know. And then my housemate had a bigger book and all the meanings were like slightly different. And it was just kind of nice to just like choose which one I most agree. Well, that's the thing that's like, yeah, I'm going to grab. That's the thing that's so nice about tarot is that it's really up for interpretation. And like, which is why when I read car- when I read cards for people who like don't believe or don't have any experience in it, they'll be like, well, are you, like, are you psychedelic? Like, are you going to, like, talk to my, like, dead sister? Like, what does she have to say? And I'm like, that's not that's not what we do here. Like, <laughs> all I am is a vessel for your spirit guides and you to help you get grounded so that you're open enough to shuffle the deck while you think of your thing 
and pull the cards that are right for you in this moment. And how we interpret them can vary, right? Like I don't do any upside down shit in my readings because, well, one, it's too complicated for me to remember. (laughs) But there is, have you ever seen this, the way of tarot Bible? No. I call it the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's my Bible. But I had the same experiences. I've been working on fleshing out this book and everything and pulling different cards or different chapters I'm getting really into and I mean it goes like in depth on like the fool and the history of it with like the original tarot deck and like what that represents and the definitions totally vary from what Kim Kranz has in this book and at first I was like Kim Kranz you're a fucking liar (laughs) like how could I ever trust you like every man in my life but then I realized no, this is just Kim Cran's version. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just how she sees it. And that's also why she illustrated it in this way, as opposed to any other way, right? And it's father instead of king. And she has her own reasoning for all of that. So that's the cool thing that I love is that like, you can really figure out what suits you. And that's like a distribution of godliness, isn't it? That like, a kind of you can take on anyone's meaning of it. Yeah, totally. 100%. And I think that that's what brings people together, especially people who are like vastly different can find some sort of middle ground and find something to relate to. And something that's like so obscure, just to go back to the queerness of it, is that like when you exist in like a queer body or any kind of marginalized body, you're kind of, Mm. everything about you isn't straightforward. So then you can't like really put yourself in any kind of like mainstream discourse or whatever. So then all of a sudden this kind of comes into the reality and like me and my housemate in our group of friends, he's like really into astrology. And it's just, it's kind of like an ongoing joke that he makes it about astrology, but sometimes I'm like, it's it's about being queer. And like that line is like completely blurred about when we're joking about whether it's the moon or whether it's that we're not straight. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel that deeply. 100%. Astrology is something that I haven't I've only gotten into really like I've always known like I am this and this means this like on the very basic level but for my birthday this year which was in May uh, also during quarantine I was like what do I do to like even celebrate this I had my first astrology reading oh my god wow and it was so powerful yeah what did you get like a birth chart she did my full chart I was like I blocked out an hour of my schedule and it was two and a half hours long (laughs) and I haven't yet had the pa- patience I guess to like go back and listen to it but it sits on my desktop I had like gotten co-star and like you know the pattern and all those apps before but I'd had my birth hour wrong mm-hmm. the whole time and before this she was like I need you to get your birth certificate this person I was like oh god I my mom's not the kind of person who probably even kept that uh <laughs> It's probably in a box, in a box, in a box, like God knows where. <laughs> but she ended up having it. And because of that, because I never could relate to my co-star and I could never really relate to my pattern based on what I had before. And then when I told her, so it changed my rising sign. It changed a couple other things. And it made so much more sense to me the way that she explained it and why like, I can simultaneously want to be like the center of attention in the spotlight but also want to like crawl under my bed and like never leave my home. Hard relate. <laughs> yeah. How those two truths can exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. And on the astro- astrological planets, because like my sun sign is Taurus, 
but my rising sign is Leo. Uh, but my and my moon's in Libra, right? So it, I think which means like I'm like kind of emo. Right. Yeah, yeah. But all of it's fucking queer, I think, because there's no religion that really values queer people unless you make adjustments to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and also that it's just so fluid as well. Yeah. It's like so much more fluid than anything we kind of look to for why yeah. anything's happening. Yeah, there's no like he, she... I mean, there kind of is, but you can always, but like women pull the emperor card, men pull the empress card. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of touched on it in the beginning when you spoke about going full LA woo woo. <laughs> I love how... that. I love it. <laughs> You've been here, right? I've been to LA twice. Like I really like it, to be honest, but maybe oh, that's because it's so different to London. Well, I think British people seem to love LA because it's so sunny. It's like the same reason why people, British people I know love Florida. And I'm like, Florida's the worst state in the world. And they're like, but Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like baked orange with yeah. the longest lashes I've ever seen. Yeah. But yeah, LA is fab. But I mean, I think it's kind of interesting because I mean, not specifically LA context. But there has been this like wider commodification of wellness and then tarot and like spirituality, astrology, etc. have all been chucked kind of into that in some weird goopification of the world. And like Urban Outfit is selling witch kits or whatever. I know that was a couple of years ago now. But like, how do you feel kind of about this hitting a very mainstream market? I think go off. You know, I've always been a giver, not a taker, if that makes sense. Like, I'm anything I think that's cool, I share with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm friends with people who do the same. You know, I'm not friends with anyone who's like, I found it first. <laughs> Those kind of people drive me nuts yeah. because nothing is original at this mm-hmm. point. No. Sorry. Like, it just isn't. It's about getting on board with a hype, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. But I think it makes sense because religion has, you know, for the last few centuries at least, and even longer, has been an instigator of war and negativity at times. And while it can provide great relief for a lot of people and something to grasp onto, I think millennials and Gen Zs and younger struggle to relate to that same pattern that perhaps their parents or grandparents held on to for so long. And when the world feels so unbelievably out of control as it does in 2020, people are going to grasp onto anything that they can as a lifeboat, as a way to find comfort or a way to find a deeper connection with other people or the universe or an explanation for why things are the way that they are. And I think spirituality and tarot and astrology are having these massive moments right now culturally for that reason, because people are seeking, similarly to how like our parents probably walked down the aisles at bookstores in the self-help section trying to find the answer to something, tarot has become that answer. And also why Walter Mercado was so globally famous, because people want that, people want to understand why people are the way that they are, why they are the way that they are, why certain relationships maybe aren't working as well as they want to, whether it's true or not, doesn't really matter because we believe it. And Los Angeles is such an interesting place. It's a very new city. 
in America is a very new country mm-hmm. and you know, it's built on native land that was stolen. It's haunted like most of America. Um, <laughs> deeply, deeply haunted. And I think karmically, like our country hasn't quite paid its dues for the destruction that white people caused <laughs> to our nation. So, and there's something about LA that moves at a slower pace that feels especially spooky. Mm-hmm that I think allows there's enough space there for spirituality to come through and different types of spirituality to come through. Yeah. I mean, cause Georgia has a lot of this too, like Atlanta where I grew up, but in, in, in you know, in New York city definitely does as well, but I think they move at like such a fast pace that it's harder. People are like, no, I don't have time for that. Whereas in LA it's like, we actually have time to start reading these things and exploring these things. But it's weird because I don't actually relate to Los Angeles as like my hometown in any way. It's just where I live. And perhaps part of the reason I was meant to live there is to help develop this side of my spirituality. Right. And I think like definitely lockdown or yeah, like the pandemic has allowed people that time in a way to like, for example, when we did the tarot readings instagram live so once a week on it i think it was on a Mm. sunday it feels like 10 months ago even though it was only a month ago we had like a um a girl doing tarot readings for people just like the the person wouldn't go live with them they'd just say like i want a tarot reading and then she would pull one card and it was like amazing seeing how people were like oh this has made me feel close to someone this has made me like feel like i'm in the room with you and i don't feel like the same type of online interaction if it was just like a Q&A or whatever would have like permeated the audience in that way if that makes sense like it really actually gave people a connection of being with other people yeah 100% to round things off a bit like what would be your tips for maybe someone that has like never had their tarot read or is perhaps like interested in starting to read like where would you start I would I think it's cool because everything is virtual right now if you can find one you can do research online like you can on anything right you can start looking into and looking at different types of decks without making like the investment because decks are kind of expensive so I understand why like you know you don't go out and just start collecting decks of tarot like because they're all one of a kind in a sense like each artist has their own deck and often they're doing their own they cost more because the printing costs more for all the colors and all the other things so i would suggest if there isn't like a local tarot person you can find in your area to go do a reading with whether it's virtually or not or to gift you a deck that it's like a hundred percent fine to buy a deck on amazon well maybe not amazon because jeff bezos is the devil but (laughs) somewhere else or call your local crystal store and see, you know, once you find the deck, see if you can find it to get it ordered and shipped to you safely. And um, pulling a card a day is a great way to start because it helps you learn the deck. There's not too much pressure and you don't have to worry about like, am I doing a Celtic reading? Am I doing a past, present, future? Am I doing a connection spread? Am I doing like a 13 card, like whatever, any of that doesn't matter. Like it's like you shuffle, you think about the day, you know, the way that I pull my cards is like for my one card a morning, it's like I shuffle, I center myself, I try to ground myself, I ask the universe to guide me today, I put the deck on, I split it in half, and then I take the top card up. Mm-hmm. 
And then I read about the card and sometimes I read about it. I'll read about it in the book that every deck comes with a book, big or small. And then sometimes I'll go to the internet and I'll look for other interpretations to deepen that knowledge. Or I'll look in this, the way of tarot Bible <laughs> that I have um, and I'll find definitions in there. And eventually, you know, as you start, you know, either you'll connect with it or you won't, but there's something really magical about like holding your deck um, and like having your spirit sort of in there. Even just watching you do it, just like seeing you hold it. And like, I'm like, oh, wow, that just looks so good. <laughs> yeah. But and you'll feel that too. And sometimes I'll hold other people's decks and I'll be like, <laughs> no, thank you. Or too many. I'll be sorry. I guess this is a podcast, <laughs> but I'll be like, no. <laughs> or other times, too many people will hold my deck, or I'll travel to Paris or whatever for work, and I'll get there and I'll be like, ooh, like something entered this weird. And it's easy. You just like take some sage. I like will hold my deck over the burning sage until the smoke starts to go away from the cards, which to me means it sort of cleansed it. Or you can like smack the devil out ah, <laughs> yes. i hate myself ah, i love it this is so it's so fucking like <laughs> today like I, I was doing like my big i was getting like real woo-woo alone at my friend's family's house and <laughs> her like cousin's boyfriend was like what is that <laughs> and i suddenly i was like it's tarot. <laughs> it's really, it's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> like, like so like embarrassed about it. But and I think that embarrassment comes from like, because I really believe in it. And like, yeah. you know, and I, I really like connect to it. And I get that it's silly to some people. But for me, like, you know, certain types of Christianity are really silly to me. So, but I'm not going to like go into your church and mock you. Yeah, 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 totally. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I just love it. And I think that's why, you know, I want to continue like educating people on tarot, even though I don't know a lot about it, and like helping to learn alongside friends and family and fans and everyone else. And that's why I want to talk about it today on the podcast, because I think it can be such like, a great resource for any individual, regardless of your religion. And, and it doesn't discriminate because of your sex or where you live or how old you are, or your race or your identity in any way. It's like a great equalizer, which is so rare. And there's no do's or don'ts. There's no rules and there's no commandments that you have to follow to find solace and guidance and comfort in the cards. It, they meet you where you are. And that's so beautiful that you don't even have to like leave your bed to find a connection to something greater than yourself, to feel less alone. Wow, I'm iconic. Oh yeah, I was like, that is in my head. Like, that is such a good ending. And then you kept going. I was like, yeah, yeah. Plus, totally all about like where comfort can reach enlightenment. Anything you could do from your bed, I'm all about. Yeah. Hasn't that been the lesson of quarantine? And you know, I think the great thing about tarot too is that like, I take life so seriously. But there's something about tarot that lets me not take it too seriously as well. Right. And you can kind of like fuck around with your friends a little while you're doing it. And <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's there's humor in it as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, I love Tommy. Yeah, that was absolutely frightening. So I really enjoyed that one. Felt like we could have chatted to them all day. Yeah, yeah. It was a longer one, isn't it, that interview? Yeah, I've already, I've already, I was about to say I really enjoyed it, but you already said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you, if this podcast makes you go get a tarot reading, show us. Tell us what cards you get. I wanted to ask them to give us the tarot reading at the end, but I knew we were already running long. And I was like, I can't put Olivia through this <laughs> in the edit. <laughs> and also yeah with tarot the most the best bit is to take it away and like reinterpret it but it's there and if i listen to it like 10 times i'm like <laughs> yeah there is no purpose. it'll be another another oh. obsession an obsession in an obsession yeah. oh god meta so that's it for this week thank you to tommy and thank you to olivia obviously thank you to ioni thank you to tara witchcraft yeah the power so of witchcraft well. thank you to izzy and to Clarissa and Naya and to Gina and Carlin and to the other Gina who is editing our newsletter at the moment stunning I think that's it, next week we'll be doing Sleepover Club again Mm -hmm. and we'll have some very exciting news maybe next week as well, I don't know when but soon that's exciting (laughs) (laughs) oh that's exciting oh that's exciting bye Gorge, love ya bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.